Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. We are back with part two of an amazing interview. We have this thing we call halftime, and we're going to hit you with some quick hitters. And my question, my first question for you is, three toughest players you've ever had to guard? Three toughest players I've had to guard. One would probably be Allen Iverson. Two would probably be Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Damn. And three would probably be Chris Paul. Wow. Wow. Three Hall of Famers right there. Three toughest stadiums to play in or coach in. Michigan State. Mm. Man, you put me on the spot with this one. Uh, Madison Square Garden. Madison Madison Square. Ooh, the Mecca. And then for me, I would say um, what they call the form. They call the Lake Show. They call the form. Like like, like, what the Lakers play. All the form, Showtime. They call it because when the the first time we played, and they turned the lights off and they called it theater. Only the lights. Went on the court, and I think Kobe got had like 52 on us, 30 in the quarter. It was crazy. Wow. And then you got like all these celebrities on the sidelines. So you like, you, you know what I mean? You like, man, he out here getting busy on us in front of all these celebs. <laughs> this is crazy. So give me your three favorite sneakers to, that you rock day to day and your favorite pair of sneakers to play in. Rocking uh, Air Force Ones, Jordans. And you got to give us a number on that, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jordan uh, 11s. I'm gonna go with the 11s. Ooh, all right. And then my, my other shoe would be uh, some type of Chuck Chuck Taylor. Favorite shoe to hoop in gotta be uh, a low top, e- either the Cobes or the or the KDs. Mm. I like low tops. Okay. Top three favorite rap artists. Oh, favorite. Uh, I go Hov. I go Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I, I go Lil Wayne. Okay. And I will go for my third, uh, Kanye West. I like that. I like that. I, I go with them three. I listen to them three. <laughs> I like them. Three essential items you got to take with you anytime you leave the house. Cell phone, um, basketball, and phone charger. <laughs> three essential items you got to take with you when you are playing overseas. Um... A book. Okay. Um, a book. Uh, man, that's tough going overseas. Yes. Ooh. Man. You played over there a lot, sir. Yeah, I know. I know. And that, that, <laughs> it, it, it varies. Um, a book. What can you get over in customs is what I'm trying to say. is like, you got virus <laughs> over there. Right, right. Oh, that's a tough one. But a book, I mean, I, I got I to gotta take a book. I would say books, plural, but I got to take a book. Uh, I got to take movie mm-hmm. and a laptop. Laptop. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I say books, movies. You know, I, I gotta have those bootlegs that I get a little bit, and I got the ones I buy. With, <laughs> then I got the, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I gotta go to the barbershop and get a couple. Of money, <laughs> Thanks for listening to Halftime on the Hoop Dreams podcast. That concludes part one. Part two of the D Brown Hoop Dream story coming to you soon.
I want to jump back right into college, man, because, you know, you played multiple NCAA tournaments. And, and, and I always tell a lot of guys, if you never played, and it's, it's nothing like that experience. It's, it's, the, it's the victory of being chosen, but then it's the heartache of losing. Talk to us about what was that experience for you, just, just making it to the tournament. That's, that was the goal all back. I mean, you know, when you walk in, you say you want to participate and advance in the NCAA tournament. You want to graduate. You want to win national championships. These are the standards at University of Illinois. So when you when you win it and you're going through the season, you understand what you're prepping for, what you're getting ready for. Uh, to get, mm. you know, selection Sunday, you try, you try and get your name called. That's another thing I learned. And I learned through my first year. I, I, I'm, I'm, and, and, and my second year really hit me. It's all about seeding. It's all about matchups. So if you do what you're supposed to do the whole year, you, they're going to put you in a region that's more uh, 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 rewarding for what you did and your fans can come. Um, you'll have mm. more of an advantage than the other team. Um, okay. it, it was, it, and, and as we talk about the national championship run, you will see what I'm talking about. So my first year, we win, 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 and then we win late. They put us in the region. They put us in the Midwest. So now our fans can come and, 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 and see us play. Um, no matter what wow. you're feeding in. So I think the, they reward you based on how well you play all year. Hmm. And that helped you hmm. in the postseason. So um, when you get your name called, though, and you go on that selection Sunday, it's, it's, it's man, that, that feeling is unbelievable, man. And I, I tell our guys, me trying to coach now, you want to get there as a coach. But when I was when I was a player, that was the thing. I It had it had to happen. Like it, I had to hmm. hear University of Illinois come across, and I love to hear where I see, where they were sending us, the excitement of that. You start thinking about all the running, all the practices, all mm-hmm. the all the adversity you dealt with all year, and and that's the first reward you get. That's the first little snack, little like here you go, man. It's welcome. And we used to think about the teams that couldn't or didn't get their names called, and that's what I always mm. encourage people to understand. They always show the confetti coming down, showing the winner, but think about the part, the other team, or think about yeah. the team that don't get their name called. So we used to, mm-hmm. to always be appreciative of when we got our name called, but also understand we earned that. Like we worked our ass off to get our name called, and that's, this is the first payoff of of that hard work. What I love about it is that when they, when, you know, when they do the selection Sunday, like everybody, the whole team is together, and either in their locker room or somewhere in their arena, and everybody got on their, you know, they they basketball university stuff and everything, and y'all sitting there together as a team. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, y'all y'all being y'all on every team who get called is on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, we get to see y'all as a team, like celebrate. Oh hell yeah, man, we made it, baby. We in where we going? I, that that's the that's the part I love. No doubt. And I told you, like, when, and we made sure that when people, right before they, you know, you don't know your name, I said, when they call our name, make sure we go crazy because we earned it. <laughs> right. It's like, we like, whatever, that's cool. No, nah, we ain't that cool. Man. We work too hard. Whatever number they call, that's what you earned. If you're a four seed, you got to go Got to go play a 12. You, it, 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 it's just what it is. It's what we earned. So yeah. um, we, 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 we were happy when they called our name, man. And I tell all the guys, this is what, this is what hard work looked like. And 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 I, and I bet that feeling is addicting. Like when you first do it, you be like, "Oh shit, we went to the tournament last year." I remember Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you telling all the new dudes, the freshman recruits who coming in, "Hey man, we hey we going to Selection Sunday." That's what all the, we put in this hard work for in the season. Like for them, then for that shit to happen again. Yeah, no we going to the tournament again. Like it's addicting. Like I, I want more and more of it. 
No, you, you got to show your team at the beginning of the year what it feel like. Show, show them the footage. Show them, uh, let them, let them hear just one shining moment. Let's see if they get chill bumps. They don't get no chill mm-hmm. bumps. You ain't got a chance mm. to get that. Get that Ooh. right. So, so talk to us about, about that run. Because here you guys are, man. You weren't new to the NCAA tournament. Y'all know it now. Y'all can walk in there. Yep. Confidence is different. So, you, you know, you, you, you're going along. But walk us to that leading up to the Final Four. Because the Final Four is special. But walk us through the tournament so far. First two rounds, I mean, we ran into some teams that was hungry. They've been watching this all year. That's one thing about being, you know, having success. You, you know, you got to keep understanding that you don't hunt it. So we, we, I thought we was battle tested by playing a lot of good teams throughout the year. But the first opening two rounds was based in, you know, I think it was in Indy. So a lot, a lot, a lot of our fans traveled. Uh, a lot, a lot of came in, it was came in masses. So we. We just had to make sure we we, we handled business against some talented ass mm-hmm. teams who came from their from from their leagues thinking that they belong. Um, so the first two rounds are always the hardest. Always the first game is always the hardest. I, I, I got to say that. Like you come out with a different. You plan in front of fifty thousand. Um, you know the practices. You know our practices was easily twenty twenty five thousand people there to watch an hour hour practice. So you got to be mentally locked in. So what the scout is, who they got, you want you playing against a different league, different style of basketball, and you gotta humble yourself. Really. Like I came out and and, and the first time dude was out there talking greasy to me. I had to look and be like, who are you talking to, dude? Like I've been playing against okay, let me calm down. And I I, 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 I gotta go handle business because you know, you you you've been through that, but you understand that they they hungry too. So you get yep. to the second round, you play against, you know, a team that got two, three pros on it with Nevada. Um once we got once we get out of Indy, the next two rounds in Chicago, and as we, got, as we got to Chicago, we like oh it's on and popping. We get a Sweet Sixteen berth and play against Bruce Pearl team, uh, UW Milwaukee. Was... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba 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 really good man they get up and down they play fast they press um but we got three guards was ronald was ronald davis on that team yes boo boo was on that team boo front from marshall uh he uh, will one yes of yep. yes yep. he jumps he shoots he was unbelievable but but what boo didn't understand was we had another dude from manly who oh yeah our best player you know what i mean so that was our <laughs> yes, and then their point guard their point guard was chris Chris went to uh Chris went to Whitney Young. Rod Howard went, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just a whole city reunion. And they they really challenged us. They pushed us, they really pushed us. Uh that was a really good sweet 16 game. And then we got to the Elite Eight game against Arizona down 15 with uh three minutes and 57 seconds to go. Uh, yes. that that that's arguably a top, arguably the top three game I ever ever seen in college basketball. Um just just yes. what was on the line, the talent they had. And where we were, we was in Chicago. These guys got three, four NBA guys on their team, down 15 points with 357 to go. People lost hope on us. Uh, I could tell you guys that we ran through drills like that at the every practice. Darren's on that team. I'm on this team. D, you're down 15. Darren, you're down. We used to plus minus game every single day. We, we, we was a situational team. So when y'all got down 15, it wasn't no panic set in nobody. If anybody go back and watch that game, you'll see each 
person played a role and we executed what the game plan was, meaning like, okay, we got to buckle down and start getting stops. We got to run and execute these plays the right way or we, we, we're going to lose. Like, it's no right. Problem. So defensively and offensively, we we executed like the like you could tell we do that. Like some teams, you're like, oh, they, they don't practice those situations. We used to yeah. practice those situations. Let's put Darren in space. Let's run uh, Luther off screens. Let's increase our, our our pressure on the ball. So all those things had to fall into place. Don't get me wrong, you guys, but if you never yeah. practice them, it don't it don't it ain't that free. It don't happen. It don't happen wow. like that. So. Everybody played a part in that, in that comeback. And I just, I would just tell you guys, give me the chills. I still watch that game. You know, um, my down days, you guys, I watched that, I watched that game because it, it gives me hope like that you, you can accomplish anything. Hey, I got to go and watch that game now because if I'm not mistaken, y'all defense turned up in that game and can't, so and they, I mean, uh, Arizona threw the ball away several times. Like y'all yeah, gave it to them. Yes. Yeah. That's why I say on, on both sides of the basketball, we execute. If you go back and watch it, and this is why I always call Luther our best player, is we ran Luther off. We, 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 he had to make shots. Like it was, it was yep. like we ran him off. We ran three straight plays, twice for Luther and then one to get Darren downhill. We executed that play. It's called the elevator. We executed that. And then defensively, you're absolutely right. We had like four steals that led to buckets yep. to put us yep. back in the game. So. Another cool story about that, man, Bill Murray. I grew up watching Ghostbusters and all that. He all in yeah. our locker room, man, and he did our pregame speech, man. So we in there. What? Yeah, he, he, he in there. He comes in there. You know, we like, okay. We didn't never let nobody outsiders in our locker room. We didn't care. Like, we wasn't like that. We didn't care people, you know, you know, celebrities wanted to be around or people wanted to come and join them. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted just the tight-knit people who was in the, like, in the trenches with us from day one. He come in, you know, we was we was excited. Okay, you know, he, he like because we was tight. Like this Chicago trip to the final four, you can hear the building shaking from the locker room. I'm like, man, Damn. like it was tense. He come in with this big ass tennis ball. And he walking around, he's looking at everybody. And one of our guys is uh not paying attention. He throw it and hit him with it. Boom! Man, the whole room go crazy. I'm talking about go crazy laughing. It 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 loosened us up to the point where we was ready to hoop. And he can tell that story. I swear, like we was, we was get out of here. We was tense. I, we thought he was gonna give this uh, Rudy speech or this rock. You know what I mean? Man, he came in, yeah. he in with the ball and say, "Now you fuckers are ready to play basketball." I'm like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, all right. Oh. Like, it, it shook the room up because it was so like everybody had so much going on, man. And it was it was yeah. dope to get him in there. And, and again, we we didn't know what to expect, what he was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? But as, and as you watch that game, Bill Bill sat right behind our bench and. He 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 said he he mentioned it like now you guys are ready to hoop, just go out mm-hmm. there, do what you've been doing all year. You guys are meant to go to the final four. So when we was winning mm. you, behind us, he and we're coming back. He was he couldn't believe what he was saying. Yeah. He was just telling us like we meant to do this. You know what? But that tells you something else that he's a real sports dude because yeah. when he walked in there, he must have like you said it was tense. He he must have felt the tension. And was like, damn, I don't want to say nothing, but let me just do something just to loosen these guys up. Can't make and it he up. had a big ass tennis ball. Big ass tennis ball, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. 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 <laughs> Who we hitting the head? Who we hitting the head, my, dude? My, my man named Calvin Brock, man, with the Simeon, man. You I ask Calvin me. Brock, the coach right now. He hit him right in the head. Shorty, shorty, shorty wasn't even dressed. He wasn't even dressed. He, 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 was, he was out with a broken hand or something. Man, he hit, Shorty was over there like, I don't know what he was doing, but he. 
But as 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 he walked around, he threw the ball. I was like, yeah, yeah, that that was funny. Like oh. shorty wasn't even expecting it. You know, he was kind of embarrassed, but he was like, and and it really said, you mm-hmm. guys, you know, you now you guys are ready to hoop, man. Y'all go out there and do what y'all been doing all year. Y'all meant to do this. Never forget it, Bill Murray. You know what I mean, Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. You head to the Final Four. Shout out to your boy Roger Powell because he had a great game that day too, though. Great game. If it wasn't he had Roger a monster Powell, we don't game. Win. Oh my no, listen, goodness, listen. guys, listen. If it wasn't, we practiced for Louisville. Louisville was a. Uh, mm. They were so talented, yo. I had they had six, like seven pros, like high yeah. level pros. We thought they was gonna press us all game and play man to man. They came out and played two three zone the whole game. I thought that was the Ooh. most respectful thing they could have did because we all we practiced was we getting ready for that pressure. We getting ready for that, and they two three us. We couldn't get nothing off in that two three. And then Raj Powell, I, I, he had a tw- he had a twenty piece that game. How I know he had mm-hmm. twenty piece game? It was one play. He shot the ball and went and get his own tip dunk. I was and like, this that man, thing back in. out here Absolutely. getting busy. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, we don't even get past that game. They beat us because they, they they came with a they surprised us. Roger had a couple of and ones on the baseline late in that game too. I remember. Hey, got he got he bit. was just baseline roaming. Just y'all y'all was catching him. He was going up strong and one. Roz yeah. only Roz only our glue guy. Roz was our get money guy. Like if if you couldn't keep him off the glass. But when he touched the basketball, Rod shot. He was a top five in, in field goal position. He shot. He, he didn't miss. Like, when he caught it, he felt like, yeah. okay, I may not touch this thing again. Let me get busy. And I can't miss because they ain't going to come to me if I'm missing shots. Man, Rod, yeah. was a, Rod was a real X factor for what we did. And he was the first of his kind because when I came in my freshman, you guys, you got to think about it. My freshman, he started at the three fours. He was the three man. Mm-hmm. Coach came in and told him, if you ain't willing to play the four or be a stretch guy or a guy who can move, come in and out, then you ain't gonna be able to play because these three guards are gonna play. He was like, oh, Dang. he was like, okay, no problem. And he used to get busy. I'm talking about like his dad at the games would be like, y'all guards shooting a lot, man. Y'all, must, y'all need to get my son the ball. He's best player on the team. I, I, <laughs> I used to be like, you may be right. Rod be getting busy. Yeah. It, 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 no, Rod really thought he was the best dude on the team, and that's what makes us. That's what makes good teams good. Like mm-hmm. he's he's no he know he's really good at at doing other things. This is what makes good teams. What I'm about to say, he accepted the role. He sacrificed for the better of everybody. To and he committed. Mm. He committed to being a rebounding machine, being a guy who can step out, make threes. His mid range game was unbelievable. And guess what, you guys? He was one yeah. of the hardest working. Guys, I've been around and my my top five teammates I ever had. Wow. wow. Like, he, like if it wasn't for him, our 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 off the court, our, our, our off the court um would match our on the court. Like you gotta be good at three things. You gotta be back academic, you gotta be good, which is a student. Mm-hmm. You gotta be really good at basketball, which is the athlete, but also your mm-hmm. social skills. You gotta you gotta mm-hmm. sacrifice going out. You got to sacrifice the party and the frat parties, the, the drinking, the, the hanging around. And Raj made sure we had our seatbelts on. He made sure we ate right. He made sure we had our gallon of water. He made wow. sure we were, we weren't, we weren't in, in, in any type of situation that would in, in impact winning. I think he told us he was almost like the the, the preacher or the chaplain well, on y'all He said they team. called him the reverend. Yeah, the Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like when he came like when he came around, I was scared to curse. You know what I'm saying? Like I was one right. Day, Get out of like, here. It was just different. It was just different. Good dude, man. Good dude. And like I said, when we did hang out, 
we did hang out, he made sure socially it matched up to being a champion, like championship mm. level social skills. That's wow. awesome. Young teams out there that's listening, that's reading between the lines, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do off the court. Make sure you're taking care of your body. Make sure that your social skills match up to your, what your dream's going to be on the basketball court. And I think Raj held everybody accountable to that. Uh, and yes. he played a huge part in that. That that, that made us a plus five team. We won five games because of Damn. That. So here you are, championship game, North Carolina. Ugh, great Tough. team. Blue. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bloods. They got Raymond Felton, Marvin Williams, Sean May. I mean, they got pros. I mean, you've been hitting that word all night. They got pros. Big time what pros. Was, what was the mindset heading into the championship game, and how did you think you all were prepared for that? Um, man, you know, I watched the game about twice, I think three times since I have happened. Mm. Um, wow. It's, uh, we up 70-69, man, with two minutes to go. Um, rebounding, rebounding, shut, free throws and rebounding for me. If you look at games spread out, you control the glass, you make your free throws down the stretch, you you, you win a lot of close competitive games. Uh, oh. 70-69, we miss, we miss, we, we, we force a bad, a bad two. Um, Marvin Williams come in, get a tip in, 71-70. That was the game. And if you go back and look, we lost 75-70. If we keep you under 70, you don't beat us ever. I don't think in my career we – if you wow. got 70, you beat us. Um, that was our goal. Uh, we lost, like, the previous weeks to uh, Ohio State 64-63 on a game, on a buzzer beater. That just give you an idea mm. of we was defensive-minded. But we was top five yeah. in the country offense and defense. But – North Carolina was loaded to give up, up 75 points to a, a talented team like that. We we had them we had them right where we wanted to have them. Well, y'all wanted them. And this is what people said about us that the three was gonna haunt us. We didn't make enough shots. Really? We 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 didn't shoot the ball well that game at all. We we shot a lot of threes and James went on the court that which impacted our, our ability to rebound. But we didn't we, we we yeah we couldn't shoot the basketball. We 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 didn't we didn't make shots when we needed to make shots, and they did. And I, and I always go back to this. I think I had 12 points in the National Championship game, and Ray Felton had 17. I lost my matchup by five. We lose by five. Mm. Can't lose your matchup. But y'all yeah. made the state so proud, man. I mean, everybody yeah. from the state yeah. of Illinois was glued into that game. I mean, that – Yeah. You couldn't help it. And I didn't even go to Illinois, but I felt the the blue and orange pride because, you, you, you know, y'all represented every – y'all represented us, man. So – just shout out to you, man, that team, yeah. Roger, Darren, um, Luther, Luther, James Augustine. If I keep naming these guys that we had on the bench, man, or, or, or our unit, those guys on the bench got to sacrifice too because those guys yeah. was out there. They knew Darren. They knew Roz. They knew Lou was leaving. They were next mm-hmm. up. So they had to be – they learned how to be good teammates. They learned how to and work. And be ready. And stay how to ready. stay ready. Mm. That's oh, amazing, goodness, man. So after that, I mean, I mean, after that game, you know, y'all lost, but I mean, it's the championship game. Y'all walk into the locker room. What, what's going through your head? Like, it's my last year. I'm done. I'm, what, what's you know how you processing everything? Well, I knew we, we knew Darren was a top. We knew Darren was a lottery pick. We we knew we didn't know about what what Lou was gonna do. I knew we, we knew he was gonna you know make some money. We knew Rod was gonna mm-hmm. um, be able to make some money as well, but. 
my, myself, I didn't know, I didn't know at the time what I wanted to do. It probably took mm. me, um, it probably took me two weeks to get over losing in that championship game. Uh, I mean, like just actually thinking about other stuff. I'm still not over losing that game. Yeah. You never get over losing a yeah, game yeah. of that magnitude. I bet. Uh, but it took me about two weeks to get over the game and really start thinking about some stuff. And um, I definitely, I had my degree after my third year, so I was done with school. Mm. I needed an internship, so I'm like, why well, come back to school? When mm-hmm. I have my degree and I, I'm national player of the year, I'm defensive player of the year, and all those awards was like team based. By the way, we always used to talk mm-hmm. about those things because you got to talk about them. Because if I'm telling you guys, I didn't think I was the best player on my team. I just had a role to do, and I wanted to be the best within my role. Um, these I, we talked about stuff like this. I became defensive player of the year because Lou and how Lou and Darren guarded. That's just honesty. Mm. Um, I mm. became national player of the year because we won 37 games, and when you watch this. In the big games, you like, man, D got busy. But throughout yeah. the course of the year, it was a we us thing. And we always talked about those things uh amongst the amongst the guys. So for me yeah. to be sitting here talking, about, I'm coming back to school for another year. I wasn't tripping about mm-hmm. coming back. I knew we was gonna be a top 10 team the next year because I knew what we had on that roster. I just wanted to just go and and, and you can't tell nobody not to go to the NBA. You can like telling the coach, hey man, go over there and take that million dollar job. Like right. they're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna right. go they're gonna go and switch jobs on you. So right. I wanted to challenge myself and I did go to um to, to the pre-draft and I thought I had a great chance. I mean, I know uh Isaiah Thomas was the, was was the, with he was with the Knicks at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, I knew I was gonna get some workouts, I was gonna be able to get in front of people. So I wanted to take my talents to the NBA, man, and end up breaking my foot in Chicago, in Moody Bible, yep. the place where I commit Moody Bible at the pre-draft camp. Uh, broke my foot and uh, had to go back my senior year. Mm. Yeah, I was actually in there watching you play, man. I, I remember that. That was that was crazy. But but let's jump into your draft. Let's 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 go into your draft, 2006. Were you hearing any speculations that would would you know that was something? What was the buzz for you? Um, you talking about when I came back my senior or my junior year? Going into your coming out of your senior year, after my senior year, they 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 pretty much told me, um, you know, because I, I did go back and I wanted to prove this point, and it's for everybody that you know when you try to prove someone, you got a chip on your shoulder. I never mm-hmm. until my senior year had to prove that I'm a point guard. Like, wow. can he can, mm. he can he run a team? He always had Darren. He always had other guys. So I ended up winning Bob Cousy Award was nation top point guard. I won six mm-hmm. feet and under point guard of the year as well. So like you know for the little guys. Uh, I yeah. went out there with the per- in my mind of like I'm gonna run this team, I'm gonna do I'm gonna help the young guys, and I'm gonna try to go to the back to the final four. That you know every year I had goals. Yeah. Um, we um, end up being top ten all year, won 26 games. Um, I, I think I showed I could I could run a team, but the biggest thing going in was what they questioned for me was um, you know what, what do I bring to the next level. So I didn't mm. even, I didn't even work out for Utah. I, I didn't even I, I did like 14 workouts. Um mm. and my workout partner was Ray John Rondo. So I used to work out Rondo every day. So my agent Damn. made sure I booked my like workouts with him because R- Rondo saw what I had every day. We were so so opposite of each other, there wasn't no competition. Mm-hmm. Like he was nice, mm. but he didn't have to shoot the ball, show them he can shoot the ball to be a pro. Right. You know what I'm saying? So That's his game crazy. was primarily built on some other stuff. And Rondo, like my guy, and Rondo even talked to me doing workouts. Like he ain't the type of dude to become friends with dudes. Like, you ain't my man's bro. Like, I don't rock with no guard in this business. So working out with him every day was good for me because 
he was not, I knew he was a first rounder. So just to see how he came mm -hmm. to the gym, how he prepared, how he did things. And then mm -hmm. we started doing workouts together. I was like, how competitive he is. Like he was a monster. And you see, he's yeah. still in the NBA. He's still on championship caliber teams. He's still doing all these yep. things, but he was my workout partner. So he ended up going 21st to Phoenix. I mean, I mean, and they traded him to Boston. Me and him yep. did the Boston workout together. He was, he was incredible guys. I mean, he was tagging our ass. It was me, him, Kyle Lowry and JJ Barrera. I never forget that workout. He was getting busy, hitting threes, didn't, didn't lose a line, didn't lose a one-on-one -on -one game. I was like, sure, sure he's going to have a, have a really good career. And then, wow. and then when I got drafted by Utah, shout out my man, man, my Troy Weaver, he was like, D, you got to come here, take care of the basketball and be a pest on defense. So all that D3, mm. all that three-point shooting, all that scoring, no, you got to yeah. be a pest on defense and, and essentially run a team, take care of the basketball. So when I got to when I got to when I when I got drafted by them, that's that's what they drafted me based on, like me being able to mm. impact the basketball guard and and just take care of it. So during the whole process, I I, I got drafted by a team who knew I I was willing to be a role guy. That's what you are when you get to that next that next level and um, do your job. And that's why I always tell people that's one of my themes is just do your job. You know, everybody got a job to do. Mm. Wow. Wow. Hey, man, I just want to pause and congratulate you because you said it real quick. And I, it's again for our youngsters, man. When he, this man spoke on about being a student athlete, the man graduated in his third year. He got a degree in his third year of college. Correct, D. Brown? Yes, sir. And I, I told y'all that because I set that up to the first thing I said. I said, when we committed to what we was committed to that was winning championships. When mm -hmm. we it wasn't no Thanksgivings. It wasn't no Christmas. It wasn't no summers. I was at I was in Champagne in classes at the gym. In classes at the gym doing stuff in the community. It's three levels mm -hmm. of it. you gotta be a student athlete and you gotta give back to the community. And that's what I did at a high level. And you don't need nobody to talk about it. It's just what we do and make an impact. So mm. I was always there. I was always enrolled in classes. I wanted to get a degree and that was the first thing I wanted. I told my mom I was gonna do. And when I did it, it was light because we, the sacrifices you make as a student athlete and you trying to do great things like that, they don't come easy. So they don't come easy. So absolutely, wow. I was locked in as a student. Always had a 3.0 GPA. Always was in the in, in the lab working on my game, and uh, always was heavy in the community as far as touching uh, different communities and making an impact. No matter the race, no matter what where what background you come from, everybody goes through struggle. And, and when they see you in a position of you can help people, you should do it. And um, that's yeah. what the, that's what the motivation I give them is. Yes, the number one thing I did. You know. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. University of Illinois graduating three years when I did it because I was in Champaign. It wasn't no. It wasn't no Chicago every every other weekend. It wasn't no. I'm going home to see mom. I'm homesick. I'm not homesick. I'm doing good. They'll come see me down here where I got where all the work at. Like this what this is where I this is the lab for us. And when everybody got wow. that identity, and when I was in school, everybody, you know, you know, did did their job. And their job is when when you when you sign up to go down there, your job is to, you know, to do that. To complete that and see it all the way through. Absolutely. Listen to what he said, youngsters, and take heed. So man, you in you in the league, you reunite with your brothers for a little bit. You go play with the, the Wizards, give it arenas, get hurt. That opens up a door for you. Yeah. But 
my, my, my question for you is, and this is for particularly, man, those who got NBA dreams, give us some insight as to how hard it is to play and stay in the league. No doubt for me, um, I had a non-guarantee contract at Utah. I'm just and it's mm. gonna set up for for, for the way. By the time my date was to to, to become on the roster, I, even back before that, I never lost a line. I never lost it. Like I'm doing a small detail. We run it. We run after every practice. We run two seventeens, or we lose a game. And you got to run. I never lost mm. a line. Like 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 it wasn't even close. And mm. I only tell you that small detail. Say if I if I wasn't winning those lines, I don't know where I would have been. I, like I, I set the tone with with how I put how, how I approach conditioning, how I approach um, doing, mm. doing, doing something. So when I got to the to Washington, it was the same thing. Two-year non-guaranteed deal, Gill down. They got two other guards there. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I showed up, that summer I worked out with Kevin Durant for like a month. And I saw his approach to how many shots he was shooting, what he was doing, you know, like mm-hmm. his, just his routine. And I ended up be, becoming a starter in, 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 with the Wizards for like 11 games. Out of 17, yep. I was there. And I was trash. It was my worst. My, it was my worst year of my career by by far. Not not confident. We was losing. I think that 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 adversity I dealt with um, that year, but but also becoming a starter made it made my career after that because the mm. be, being with Washington and going through those things and being around that 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 time of when it's 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 it's, it's really it's your not going job. good. It's your it's right. not going good. It's your job. And you that time I actually practiced. Did a two-hour practice, and then after when we got in the huddle, the coach was like, "Hey, yeah, D, let me let me talk to you upstairs." I know what that meant. So what? Yeah, you practice and then they cut your ass. So by the time I get back upstairs, thirty seconds, D, good, appreciate you. We're gonna move on. You got to go up, get your stuff, and then I gotta I, I gotta find a job. Right. So I go right to Phoenix where I meet up with Shaq, Steve Nash. I was on, I, I was with that team for about right. a month and a half. Steve Kerr was the GM. I looked up to Steve Kerr. He a bull. Yeah. I took that adversity to a winning team and took the same approach. They didn't practice, though, you guys. They practiced for like 30 minutes a day. But, you know, they had vets. Um, but I was right. able to get some relationships and get some more experience out there with that with that winning ball club. And that mm-hmm. right after that, I went and won a championship that same year with Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, was, was able to use that adversity I, I had all year from being in a place where you want to get to where it, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to get there, it's even harder to stay. It's even harder to wow. stay, especially when you're a third PG or you're a PG who, like, I never I never played, and it's not a knock. I, I would wish I would have went down to the G League or D League, but I was a guy that wanted to be on the roster, wanted to be around. I'm going to set the tone for how, how how I worked hard every single day. Um, mm-hmm. Just be that locker room guy who everybody likes, who, who, who stays after, who does everything. And even when you do all those things right, it's about luck. It's about... Uh, are you producing? Got to, you know, it's yep. a lot of things that go into it. And for me, got to line up, got to line up. And it didn't line up for me. And God put me in a place where, you know what, D, you probably more suited to go overseas and, 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 and get paid to be the guy that you want to be. And that's, you know, mm. and that's what happened. That's what exactly happened. Overseas was like a rebirth for you. No doubt. Because when you get over there, you ask the team, like, what, what do you expect from me? Like, what, what, what is the expectation? Like, what, what are y'all bringing me in to do? And we bring you in and be the guy. Mm. When, when us games, like you're gonna be fourteen and five. You know, you're gonna be one of those guys that 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 that, that you know 
is is the piece, you know, centerpiece to what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So when you get over there, when y'all ain't winning, you know who they pointing to. You. No doubt. <laughs> wow. That's the truth. And that's it. And that's Israel in Maccabi Tel Aviv, right? No doubt. But when I went to Maccabi, I was a third point guard. Again. I, so I'm used to being in this, in this, in this, in this environment where I'm, I'm sitting behind Carlos Arroyo. I'm sitting behind pros, or NBA guys. So wow. when I get over there, I'm, I'm only averaging about 40, 14 minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm there to push him. I'm there to push the guys that, that, mm-hmm. that you know. And then we end up, you know, want to sweep. You know, we went to uh, Euro League, uh, uh, top sixteen. We, we was, we, we, we supposed to win a championship with that team. We end up winning. Mm. We end up winning the league. Uh, I ended up beating. I beat Roger Powell in, 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 in the uh, final <laughs> four to get to the championship. I, I, I reunited with a lot of guys over there. And I saw a lot of killers over there, and that's another reason I was like, mm. "Yeah, I, I can see myself over here. Like I'm running into some killers, and they're making some money." So wow. it, it gives you a perspective, and 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 it gives you understanding that there's only 450 jobs in the NBA, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them ain't guaranteed. A lot of people think they got guaranteed deals. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's a couple of two way contracts and all yeah. this and that. You know, it's a cutthroat business. So for me, um, I just knew overseas was the way for me. And, um, you know, I was never ashamed. I used to come back. You know, I, I used to pride myself in calling myself a pro. I'm looking at your overseas stuff, man, and you played in some nice damn cities, brother. <laughs> man. I was blessed. I, was blessed. I mean, get, 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 where the best food at? Is it best Italy? Food, best food probably in Turkey, man. That lamb, that, that, that lentil soup, um, yeah, they got they they take pride in that little, you know. I used to, I used to, I, used to, I really like Turkey. It was different. Which, which one of them country had the prettiest women? Oh man, oh man, I'm, <laughs> I'm <a laughs> Latvia, 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 <laughs> Latvia, Latvia, baby. Those countries are different. They always have the, they all are different in their ways, but that's what make America mm-hmm. so special though. Like that diversity that we have here in Chicago, I didn't seen it all, but it's totally mm-hmm. different when you get to the land where, where, where they come from. So wow. like in Israel, like the Jewish, like they, they the, the tan. It's hot, steaming hot over there. So they got tans. You know what I mean? Like they look different. What? Uh, yeah, the gold bronze on their body. Different. Look different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, look, look. Hey, you said you said Italy though. Italy was funny because, you know, here in America, you go to the grocery store right now. People mm-hmm. in the grocery store with bonnets on, they in there with like, you know what I mean? They they pajamas on, all that. You go to Italy, they dress like they going to the club. Are you walking down the aisle? Grocery store, home, full makeup. You know what I mean? You like, man, we in the grocery store. Get out of here! No, no, it's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, like at the time I was married, you know what I mean? Like she was like, we would go to the grocery. She'd feel out of place. Like I I just came Uh from the grocery store. I I didn't know they were gonna look like this. And they 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 take pride in going to grocery store looking good. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow. That is Let me tell you this, man. We, man. we we've taken up so much of your time, D. We got a, just a few more questions for you, man. Because right. one, we are extremely proud of you, man. Everything you've been yes. through, surviving the game. Matter of fact, I just gave you a title for your book, man, called "Surviving the Game." So I'm waiting for that D. Brown book to come out. But here you are now, man. You at you at UIC, doing your thing. You 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 you're back oh. home. What what is it like to be in the coaching game now? Man, love it. I, I knew when I was done playing, I wanted to get into uh, making. I, I wanted to give back. You know, we always say paying it forward and making an impact. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had some amazing coaches. I, mean, I could name them. You know, I could I could name them. Uh, I always show them love. I have great mentors and 
Coach McClain, Coach Webster, Henry Cotton. Um, you know, I, I don't want to miss nobody. I, I just genuinely, um, you know, Norm Roberts. Um, mm. the, these guys really um, gave me knowledge and, and made me who I am. You know, as a young man, mm-hmm. you think you know it all. You don't know nothing. Um, mm. r- really, really w- kept it 100 with me. Really was honest. Um, mm-hmm. Really pushed me, challenged me, believed in me. So when I was done playing, I wanted to give that same belief and challenge and knowledge that was given to me. And I love basketball. This is easy to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not something mm. that is a job to me. It's my passion. It's what I wake up, yeah. make me feel good. Um, and it's what my mom would want me to be doing, want me to be giving back, want, want me to be in, here in the lab with these guys, giving them my, right. not just my success, you know what I'm saying, but giving them the opposite. My failure, mm-hmm. the adversities, the things I've learned. Um, I'm not sitting there, I'm saying I'm perfect. But everybody that know me and grew up with me know um, when it comes to basketball, I'm, I'm about everything I talk about. Uh, yeah. I love the game and I, and I, I want to see others do well in it. And and so the biggest thing for me is just telling telling my story Given my knowledge. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And making sure mm-hmm. guys benefit off this game of basketball. So it's been awesome. What type of in the city? What what type of and, and and when you speak it and you put it out there, what type of head coach will you be in the future? What do you want to be that player coach? Do you want to be you know just Give us how, how out of all the coaches that you went through and, and mentors and all that, what type? Well, what is Coach Brown, head coach? Because you gon' you gonna be a head coach soon, my brother. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I think I think I'm gonna be a man of business. Uh, handle your business, do your job. You know, I think being a players coach I means it, it can come from a lot of different ways. I mean, I think players yep. players like guys who are honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest in everything I talk about, uh, everything I see. And and I, I want them to understand that yeah, my, my they you know you hear the saying all the time I wasn't born I, I wasn't born yesterday you know I was born at night right. last night you know or just all these sayings of these kids that they can you know get mm-hmm. I, I've been there before I, I did a lot I still got a lot to learn but I've been hooping all my life and I've been around a lot of different scenarios you know it's it's yep. about being solution you know, having a solution for everything but when you're talking to these young men just making sure you understand they understand that you know. You know this. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this all. I've been. You can't can't put none passes. So I, yeah. I'm gonna be about a man. This man of business, man. About about a culture. Our culture is gonna be yeah. built like, um, do what you're supposed to do. Do your job. Yeah. You seem you seem like you're gonna be a truth teller. Like you you're gonna tell them what they need to hear and not what they want to hear. 
I've been told the truth all my life. Mm-hmm. I told you, you know, I, I they, they told me I wasn't good enough to, to even not even make it to the NBA, but just get there. They, you know, you people been telling you the, the things that you know, is it, whether it's true or not. It's, it's there's honesty mm-hmm. in everything someone gonna tell you. You know what I mean? It's based mm. on can you make it there? How are you gonna get there? You know what I mean? So I can tell you guys mm-hmm. why the why I got to where I got to because someone told me something, and when they told me, I was able to go out there and do it and do it at a high level. And try to mm-hmm. go out with a chip, not to prove you wrong, but I want to get here. These are my goals. And mm-hmm. if your goal is to get to the NBA, how hard are you working? What are you doing to get there? And I would just say I, everything I did was with purpose. I, I got the right pieces around me. I worked hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was tough. And again, I was unselfish. So when you're unselfish, you understand that everybody's going to play a role in, in your development. Everybody's going to play a role in how you get to a, a certain destination. So for me, it's just going to mm-hmm. be about a culture of people honest, just being honest. If you're mm-hmm. not working hard, you're just not working hard enough. If, you know what I mean? Like you tell a kid that, like, what do you mean? Like, why would I tell you not working hard? You're not doing something that's that you tell me you're trying to get there. You're just not doing it. You're not you're not working hard enough. You're not putting your body mm-hmm. through, 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 through the suffering. You're not putting your mind through um, what it takes to get there because it's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be, you know, th- this game is mental. You know, so it's, I think a lot of percentage of this game is mental. And, um, so for me, like I said, I'm gonna be a man. Like, just do your job. This is about business. If you're doing, if you're clicking at all three levels, um, mm. your chances go up of you making it. You know, William did some head coaching at in the ABA. How, how did you like that, Will? You know what, man? A- ABA is it, it's it's a different, you know, it's a different league, man. You you know, on the pro level, particularly for the ABA, you got to take care of guys. So, but I think that's on any any level. You got you got to take care of guys. You got to let them know that. you that you want them there, but at the same time, you got guys fighting for jobs. I think one of the hardest things as a coach, man, is uh, particularly on the pro level, having that conversation. So I understood the conversation that you was talking about. You know, it's like, hey, man, I need to need to take you over in the next room. So that's a hard conversation because these are guys, this, this is their ultimate hoop dreams. But again, D, I, I want to tell you this, man. Um, I got another question for you that my man AG going to hit you with our final question, but uh, Particularly, man, I just want to say this. First of all, I was pulling for you to get the head job when it came available at, at UIC. I thought they was going to give it to you. I thought you deserved it. Um, but I want to talk about the NIL situation. Um, mm. Do you think that's going to hurt the college game, help the college game, particularly with these other leagues jumping out, like the overtime league? You mm. also got, you know, the G League doing what they're doing. Will college basketball suffer a little bit? Um, absolutely. I think, I think everybody going to, uh, uh, expect to get money, uh, come in with the mentality of, you know, I don't care what you want to say. Your brand is going to be what you do on the court. Um, team guys who are winning and not producing on the court going to be wanting to get deals. That ain't how this thing work. Um, you got to really focus on doing your job, getting in, make sure you're doing, you know, what you're supposed to do academically, make sure you're producing it on the basketball court, make sure winning is priority. Um, so, yes, I, I do think it's going to hurt college basketball, but it's good that student-athletes have this option that they can go out and make money. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm on both sides of it. I just think that it's not going to benefit kids like they think it's going to unless the brand that, that, that they're trying to sell is, is first of all, is winning. And the opportunity that the universities give you to get a free education uh, is mind-blowing, especially when you look at those who have to pay for school. Um, so mm. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in between. I'm neutral. I'm happy these guys get to make money. I hope they do it the, the right way and, and be smart with it. Um, but the brand, they, they better understand, they better be working their tails off, making sure they're trying to win basketball games first, 
and and representing their family in a certain type of way where companies don't want to, you know, put money into their in, into their brand. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you what I think about it. And this, I'm truth, Coach D Brown. I'd say it, if we go to a camp and we're looking at all these high school seniors and all, and, and even their parents there, I'm gonna be truthful with them. Out of that, out of that group of guys, there's always gonna be maybe. I mean, pushing it, three, maybe five, but I say three have money going playing talent right now. Everybody else, take your ass to school. You're not that good, man. <laughs> and I'm going to tell your mama and your daddy this right now, too. You know how many damn turnovers you had in this game? I mean, it, it just, you got everybody is not elite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go and make money. And you're not being a bad person by telling them that. Oh, you crushing my dream. I mean, you know how many people told me I want shit? When I'm, I'm talking about in the man, you I don't care about you. Got no cameras following you around. You ain't gonna make. You ain't gonna. You ain't gonna do shit. That's why people used to talk to me, man. I can see that. So it's see. like, you know, it's it's a truthful. Uh, so I mean, I, I think college is gonna get those those diamonds in the rough. People who wouldn't have had to put in the work. You know, who said, man, I think I need to go to school and 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 actually, you know, get that college life, get that understanding of being a student athlete. And then who knows, after two, you know, two or three years, if I if I didn't, you know, didn't gain some 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 uh, you know, and got my skills better and everything, who knows? I can I can be drafted or maybe go make some money. But for right now, coming out of high school as an 18-year-old, I'm only six three and I'm I weigh 160. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? You got to yeah. put on some weight, man. You may need to go to college, dog. You ain't ready for no overtime league. And that's just being truthful and honest. Hey, I, I would just say good luck to him, man. You know, it's, this it's, it's going to be interesting moving forward with the, with the with the college basketball world. But I, I love this level, love coaching these guys, and um, it's, it should be interesting. Well, our last question is this, brother. Yep. Coach D. Brown, what is next in your hoop dream? Oh man, uh, I'm still in this business to uh, definitely run my own program one day and be a head coach. I want to make an impact uh, in these young men's lives, as far as with just being a complete. If you're a real hooper, um, I always say that. Um, no fake about it. You really want to make a, a, a life, you know, make this a lifestyle. I want to. I want to give everything that was given to me. I want. I want to give to the uh, this new generation of uh, basketball players coming up. So for me, it's, it's being a head coach, it's, it's, it's development, it's, um, you know, mentorship, it's making sure, you know, I, I give what those before me gave to me and, and do it the right way. Um, so for me, it's just, man, I mean, I'm in this, I'm, I'm in it for the, for the, for the long haul to, to be a head coach. To all you athletic directors out there who listen to our podcast, to all you presidents out there that listen to our podcast, my man is auditioning right now. Y'all him. He got the knowledge. He got the skill level. He can relate to the players. Make my man head coach and hoop dream come true. Man, I appreciate that, man. And he's a winner. A winner, number one. Without a doubt. 
And, you know, sometimes it don't, and sometimes it don't happen like that, though. Sometimes it don't happen like that, you guys. But I, I would say I, I want to continue to make an impact on whatever role is given to me. If it takes me 20 years, take me 25 years, however long it takes me, I, w- I just want to keep making an impact from whatever role is given to me. So being an assistant coach is awesome. I'm not, you know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it takes, there's only a thousand of us in the country. So for me to mm. sit here and say I want, what a lot of guys don't want to become head coaches. I, I, I just want to, you know, not go back and backtrack and say, but my end game would be a head coach. I, w- I just want to continue to make an impact in whatever role is given to me in this game because, um, Absolutely. you know, I, I know how hard it is to, to to reach that level. So every head coach out there um, or, you know, or, or athletic director who is listening or is paying attention, just understand that everybody has a role. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the best leaders was once great followers. I want to I want to make sure I learn all I can from this game. And when my opportunity is given to me, uh, I am ready. And, I, and again, because you, you you never know when you're ready till they throw your ass out there. So. Uh, yep. I want to make sure I keep learning, and um, I just want to make an impact. I'm gonna keep making an impact, and um, that that that's what I'm in this game to do. Is I keep saying that word because you really can make, you know, you can change lives in this. And uh, my coach, my coach before my, my coaches before me did that to me, and uh, I just want to thank them and um, say that you know, however long it take me, I'm ready. Hey man, we want to thank you, D man, for coming on the show, man, for blessing us and blessing our listeners with your incredible. Hoop dream life story, brother. Hey, man, I respect you. Love you guys, man. I'm so happy y'all got this going for yourself, man. I would, I would never miss this opportunity again. I I, I got good guys that flowers, man. Without you guys, you inspired my neighborhood. You inspired you know, my generation of hoopers. Uh, never forget what y'all d- did for us. So thanks for having me. I'd have, I'd have spent two more hours rocking with y'all, man. Uh, just thank you for the opportunity and uh means a lot to me. We want to thank D. Brown for joining us on the Hoop Dreams podcast. Man, truly special. Next week, my sons join us for a special podcast to tell us their hoop dream story as well as give us their NCAA 2021-22 preview. Stay up to date on new episodes, and if you missed any, they all can be found on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See, with time, I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. No, I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle, earn my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. No comparison. Your game is embarrassing. No one can touch me. I'm all for going there again. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hoop Dreams the Podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Written and produced by Arthur Agee, Will Gates, Matt Hoffer, with audio engineering from Matt Savage. For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com. Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather. Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater. I'm coming forward, all best believe I won't let up, yeah. Hey, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me.
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.